All right. Um, those of you who don't know me, my name is Brad. Hey. <laughs> uh, this was a tough week writing this. Um, I spent a whole week writing it to have it completely disappear. And then I had about four, well, somewhere about five hours to write it one night. That was Thanksgiving night. <clears throat> um, but I'd finished it completely the night before at 2 a.m. Thought it was pretty good. Everything looked good. Did something weird on my iPad, and it was gone. And Lance and I spent an hour or so on the texting back and forth trying to figure it out. It was gone. So um, before I go any further here, I, there's a verse Lance and I were talking about earlier. I don't have it on there, so I just wanted to read it um, and kind of keep this in mind as we're going through the, through the sermon here. Pull my glasses up. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask whatever you wish, and it will be done for you. By this, my Father is glorified that you bear much fruit and so prove to be my disciples. That's John 15, 7 and 8. Um, so this message is about obedience. Um, actually, it's about the blessings that come from obedience. And um, earlier in the, uh, I think one of the songs was talking about trust, um, trusting in God. So really for this year, you really need to trust God, that he's got his best um, for you, and he wants you to do this as best you can in life. Um, but sometimes we just don't want to be obedient. we got other ideas in our heads, um, but he has the best idea for us. So Lance, go ahead and play that video if you would. Real short little clip. You are generous. Yes, you are. Divine. O king of kings. Such an offer only a madman would refuse. But the... Uh, the idea of kneeling, it's, you see, slaughtering all those men of yours has uh, left a nasty crap in my leg. So kneeling will be hard for me. So uh, yeah, Xerxes wanted King Leonidas there to kneel and that he was going to give him everything in the world pretty much and uh, that he could give him and all he had to do was kneel, be obedient to Xerxes. And uh, so... I'm not obviously not comparing Xerxes to God at all, but I think as Americans, we don't like being obedient. We are independent. We have a Declaration of Independence that states that we fought a war over that, and you know, by golly, we're not going to do what other people tell us to do. You know, America, right? So, <laughs> um, I myself um, have always considered myself very independent. Um, I left home at 18, soon after, two weeks after high school um, to show my independence. I got married at 18 just to show that I was can make my own decisions and be a man. Um, Ten years later, I was divorced. Um, I was independent still, but uh, I was lonely, but I was independent. <laughs> it, didn't, uh, it didn't really help me. It didn't. Um, n none of that, I mean, I just, it was almost, there was definitely a loneliness feeling to go along with the independence. So, um, so the obedience, the whole idea of obedience, it's, it's, like I said, it's not ingrained in us as Americans. I don't know if it's even ingrained in us as humans, but if we trust God and we're obedient, we can receive the blessings that come along with that. So, I, I kind of answered the question there, but let me just 
start here by asking the question again, so why be obedient? <clears throat> In the Old Testament, there was basically a punishment for not being obedient. There was curses. Um, go ahead and show that verse. So, but if you will not obey the voice of the Lord, your God, or be careful to do his commandments and his statutes that I command you today, then all these curses shall come upon you and overtake you. Um, I didn't put the other verses up there, but they basically are curses on pregnancy, livestock, crops, etc., etc. It just they are really bad curses that you did not want to receive. He also had blessings that went along with those, but you know it was kind of like do this or you get these curses. Um, now, of course, his his um, his laws were meant to be good and help them. Um, also, we found out later on that they were there to show us that we could not actually follow those laws, and we needed Jesus as our Savior um, to um, cover up for those sins that we could not <laughs> apparently stop doing at the time. Um, so these those curses weren't good. Um, they were horrible, as a matter of fact. But today we have the New Testament, and we are on the covenant of grace. So let's get that other verse up there. Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law by becoming a curse for us. For it is written, Cursed is everyone who is hanged on a tree, so that in Christ Jesus the blessing of Abraham might come to the Gentiles, so that we might receive the promised spirit through faith. A lot of words there, um, but basically he is taking that curse for us. Um, however, another way, we're still cursed when we're not obedient. Basically, it's a curse of not receiving your blessings. Um, we, can, we can block those blessings. We can block what God is trying to do for us good by being disobedient. And um, not to say that you're going to have a perfect life. We are living in a fallen world, so just because you have blessings doesn't mean you're not going to have some um, some troubles throughout life. That's, that's pretty much guaranteed that's going to happen. But um, let me go back to issues with this, writing this, um, this message. So when my message was deleted and I re- was starting to realize it was deleted, I, I turned into a five-year-old. Beth could hear me. I was in the bathroom, actually, and she's like, what is your problem? I said, I've lost this. I've lost it. You know, I mean, I, I mean, I've worked all week on this. I was up till 2 a.m. last night working on this. I finished it, and it's gone. You know, and today is Thanksgiving. We have, we have to go eat dinner. We actually had to go down and get our parking lot fixed up for our, our parking lot we run. <clears throat> the next day I was um, at the zoo for a double shift and then back at the fire department yesterday. As I told Lance in my texting, I said, I'm out of time. <laughs> so... And the worst part about it is I'm usually exhausted when I come back from the fire department. So that was that day, that Thanksgiving day, is I'm coming off the fire department. All I want to do is eat my meal and go to sleep. So I stayed up till 10 o'clock at night writing it. And through God's um, power, he gave me strength to write the message. <clears throat> but I had a temper tantrum at first. And it, it, uh, instead of just immediately trusting in God... You know, something you can be, I think you can be guaranteed of. If you're doing something for God and something bad happens in the middle of it, I don't believe that's from God. I think, I believe you're on the right track and the devil doesn't want you doing what you're getting ready to do. Um, so I believe that at that point, you know, after a few minutes, I realized what was going on. 
and it was time to um, move forward and you know finish the race to get back on the horse and start start going. The interesting thing is that the the message did change some too. I could not find out. Uh, I couldn't find certain areas I'd put verses in, um, even though I'd I'd wrote it over the previous week. I just you know so like the uh, the verse I read to you from John 15 that was uh, about abiding in me. That was in there somewhere. I actually had a video clip to go along with that, but none of that worked. So uh, it was a re- rewritten. It's almost like when you read the Bible and God shows you something different from that verse than the last time you read it. You know, it's a, it's a living document. It's, it's set. It's not changing, but he kind of gives us different angles of it maybe. Um, so let's look at... Uh, what obedience brought Peter, or Simon Peter, Simon, if you will. If you would throw up that next verse, I guess it's up there. Getting into one of the boats, which was Simon's, he asked him to put out a little from the land. And he sat down and taught the people from the boat. And when he had finished speaking, he said to him, said to Simon, put out into the deep and let down your nets for a catch. And Simon answered, Master, we toiled all night and took nothing. But at your word, I will let down the nets. And when they had done this, they enclosed a large number of fish, and their nets were breaking. Sound like a blessing to you? I mean, so after speaking to Jesus, who, by the way, was a carpenter, he tells Simon, a professional fisherman, to go back out there to a place he'd already been the night before, um, fishing for fish that weren't there as far as Simon was concerned. And he would, uh, um, he, he just, he, he kind of explains it to him, you know, there's nothing out there. But you know what? I'll do what you want. And I think that sometimes that's us. You know, we need to just go, yeah, God, that's, I don't understand this, but yeah, I'll rewrite this. <laughs> um, I'll be obedient. And in this case here, um, well, so think about going to work. Like you worked the night before, right? Some, some people work night shifts, right? And let's say you worked that whole night and you made no money. That was Simon the night before. He made no money. Um, he caught no fish. He, was, he wasn't, he wasn't going to eat, and he was penniless from the night before. But by obeying Jesus, he went out there, and he, he had more fish than he could deal with. I'm sure he sold a bunch of it, ate, ate some, you know, and, and was blessed in, the, in, that, in doing that. Um. my thoughts in order here yeah so Simon had not been obedient he had been hungry and penniless um, then there's another verse um, talks is talking to the children here so children obey your parents and Lord and the Lord for this is right honor your father and mother this is the first commandment with a promise that it may go well with you and that you may live long in the land it's Ephesians 6 1 through 3 so, if children obey their parents, they will, as Spock says, live long and prosper, right? Okay, so, and, because there's a, for go well with you, another translation of that is to be prosperous. Um, now, prosperous, and we kind of get caught up in, in the material, you know, what's prosperous, 
but it could be other things as well. But keep in mind, too, here, when people get in an argument with you about blessings being material or spiritual, they're all spiritual. Because if God gives you something that's material that you didn't have before, he did that spiritually, <laughs> you ended up something with something physical. There's a funny, it's funny the arguments I hear on that, and I don't really care. I don't, I'll take whatever blessing God gives me. And there's plenty of blessings in the Bible, uh, more blessings you'll see in the New Testament on spiritual, as some people define, versus the physical, which was Peter's blessing, was the, was the physical. <clears throat> um, so, so I think, again, the obvious answer to why be obedient is you receive blessings. Um, those blessings could be something huge or something small, but I, th- I think when you recognize you received a blessing from God, that you that it I, I don't know to me it's just something really special uh, it's just it's it's awesome to know that God just gave me something whether it's just you know some thought in my head or it's actually something physical as I just mentioned <clears throat> so the question is going back to obedience how do you remain obedient how do you how, and we talk about obedience it's like okay great and and trust me this sermon is as much for me as anybody else. Probably more for me. Probably one of the reasons that I'm that I was tasked to do this. Um, but the three things I'd recommend doing, and there's probably more to help you be obedient, is one: remain in the Word, read the Bible, um, pray, and rely on the Holy Spirit. So, looking at this uh, next scripture up here. All scripture is breathed out of God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness that the man of God may be competent, equipped for every good work. That sounds like a lot of obedience there. If you, if you, uh, um, but to get to the point of the equipped for good work, which to me would be the obedience part, you need to understand all those other things going on here, the, the reproof, the correction, training. That's from 2, Tim, 2 Timothy three sixteen and 17. Um, that's just two great verses that would help you, I think, remain in the Word if you really want to follow and, tr- and trust in God. Um, but, so not only should you read the Bible, but you should do it daily. So quick little verse here from the Beatitudes. Give us this... I'm sorry, not Beatitudes, from the uh, Lord's Prayer. Uh, Give us this day our daily bread. Uh, just a little quick, but that's actually one verse there. When Jesus said this to the crowd, he understood the crowd he was speaking to. This is all the Jewish people out there who had heard the stories of the Exodus. And during the Exodus, uh, when they were in the wilderness, they ate manna daily. They couldn't save it. If they tried to save it, it would be rotten and just nasty the next day, worms or whatever else in it. So this was, this was their bread from heaven. This was their daily bread. And they had to trust in God every single day for this. They went out and collected it in the morning and they ate it throughout the day. And the next day, they'd have to go out and collect eat it again. Apparently it was perfectly nutritious for them. It's what they needed. They at some point started complaining about it but initially it was uh, I mean it was their daily bread. And the same thing here so that was like their sustenance. Well our spiritual sustenance is the Bible. We need it daily. And again I'm talking to myself I'll confess to my church here right now that I'm not always in the word every day. I need to be. I recognize that. And I have been here been doing a lot better with that um, the last few weeks. Hopefully I'll, that'll continue on. Um, 
But when you're reading the Bible, something I learned a while back is the Bible is written by God who, anybody know how he made the universe? He went like this and spoke. So by your great power and outstretched arm, he created the heavens and earth. I don't remember which verse that is. <laughs> but I know it's in the Old Testament. I think it's Jeremiah. And Jeremiah. <clears throat> um, trust me, it, it's in there. Um, so he did that. So um, I don't want to say a man, but a person. A, the, our, our God, with that intellect, with that mind, we can't comprehend how how powerful his mind is, how much more. You take your smartest person on earth, and they don't even compare to how smart he is or how intellectual he is or how you want to look at or wise. <clears throat> um, well, let's look at this next verse. For who knows a person's thoughts except the spirit of that person, which is in him? So also no one comprehends the thoughts of God except the spirit of God. That's in 1 Corinthians uh, 2.11. So we're not going to understand the fantastic mind of God without the Holy Spirit's help. So one of the things I do before I read the Bible, which was written by God through man, is I pray. And we already kind of mentioned how sometimes you read the Bible and it's like, what? I read that verse before and I didn't get that same thing. It hasn't changed, but to me it's like more dimensional, like I'm looking at it from a different, completely different angle than I was the first time. <clears throat> so pr I pray to the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, help me understand this word that you've given me. And, uh, and you, yeah, you can pray to the Holy Spirit. There's nothing heretical about that. <clears throat> um, so I just pray for that understanding. It, one way it's said to me in the, in the past was the Holy Spirit illuminates the word. He just lightens it up for you. He, he brings it open for you. Um, there, I know there's plenty of, it, one, there's a verse out that talks about um, the, the word of God being foolishness to unbelievers. And uh, I had that verse, but I lost it. <laughs> Sorry about that. It's in there. Um, and uh, so the Holy Spirit does uh, draw people to, draw unbelievers to God. They have to accept that. Um, but if they, if they just start trying to read the Bible, most of them that you'll see will pick at it. They'll, there'll be some guy who's trying to find something bad, and they'll take one verse out and just twist it. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, so, again, we need help understanding the word. We need to be in the word, but we need also need help to understand what that word is. So, so reading the Bible, um, praying, and having the Holy Spirit help you, that'll help, that'll help you be obedient to God. And that obedience brings blessings. I didn't list all the blessings that the New Testament talks about, um, but like the blessings of the Holy Spirit, that's one of them. It talks about that as well, that we receive the Holy Spirit because of our obedience, <coughs> because we've accepted Christ. Um, so um, let's look at the next verse there, I believe, John fourteen twenty six. But the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to you to your remembrance all that I've said to you. So I, I always kind of uh, just um, in awe of this verse, I guess, because not only does it say 
He's going to help me. He's going to help me remember everything that Jesus said to me. So whatever you've ever learned or read in the Bible, the Holy Spirit will remind you of that if you let him do that. And so that, that helps out as well. I, I think it's um, when, when Lance was praying earlier, we talked about f- filling up with the Holy Spirit. That's how I believe you should start your day. Start your day by asking the Holy Spirit to fill you up, just fill you up to your overflowing. Then you have stuff to give to others. Um, you know, Jesus mentioned that the one lady had touched him. He felt the power drain from him um, because he was filled up with the power of the Holy Spirit that then could uh, go out to others in healing and miraculous events of all sorts. And um, But he would go off by himself and pray, and he'd fill back up. messy now um, so you're reading the Bible you're relying on the Holy Spirit you're praying but this does this all make you obedient does this actually get you where you need to be well let's look at this next verse here verses but be doers of the word and not hearers only deceiving yourselves for anyone if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man who looks intently at his natural face in a mirror. For he looks at himself and goes away and at once forgets what he was like. But the one who looks into the perfect law, the law of liberty, and perseveres, being no hearer who forgets but a doer who acts, he will be blessed in his doing. Be blessed in his doing. So <clears throat> we have all those things. Get yourself prepared for it. And then it's like, now it's time to do and that doing would be going to the, going to, what's it called now? It's not, Carolina Gardens. Um, going to Carolina Gardens where they have the, the seniors. Um, and, and I kind of wanted to mention something about that. Side note, um, as a firefighter, we go to 990 Columbia Avenue. That's their address at least once a week. That might be for a fire alarm. Unfortunately, sometimes it's because somebody has passed or because somebody has hurt. Um, and those people look miserable. But when you saw the video there, they didn't. That's that's a blessing right there. They um, they did. That was a total. That's I don't see that when I go. They they do kind of brighten up as we walk through because we're we're coming in from the outside and they, they all they see the most time is themselves and the workers around them. Um, <clears throat> but not like that. What we saw there was on the video was that's just if, if you could see the contrast I wish you could it's a difference it's a big difference and you may have saw that when you first got there compared to now um, but I, like I said that was a side note I just wanted to talk mention that the doers of the word are seeing something there there's other ways um, you know whether you go on a mission trip you're helping some you're driving down the road and you see somebody broke down I don't know, every one of us have seen that. You drive past the person and you go, oh, well, I've already passed and God didn't tell me in time. Well, you can turn around, you can get on the exit ramp, go back down, you know, they're, they're between Harbison and Piney Grove, just go back to Piney Grove, swing back to Harbison, come back to them, you know. You know. Anyhow, uh, you could help them out. We can help them. I, and that's me too. I'm not, I'm not preaching to you yet this year. I'm preaching to myself, anything. Um... So, but going back to 
No. Okay, let me, let me jump forward here. Okay, so you prayed, read, relied, and now you're a doer of the word. Bingo, you're blessed, right? So, but why does God want to bless you? Is it so you can get that monster truck you've always wanted? I don't know, maybe. Maybe there's some ministry there or something, you know, but the, um, is it just for selfish gain? Even if it was just to make us better people, wouldn't they be just kind of selfish on our parts? Just, why do I want to be blessed? Because I want to be happy, because I want to have money, because I want to be more spiritual, because I, whatever, right? Um, <clears throat> let's look at this. I think it's the last set of verses I have up here. Wow, okay. Uh, may God be gracious to us and bless us and make his face to shine upon us, that your way may be known on earth, your saving power among all nations. Let the peoples praise you, O God. Let all the peoples praise you. Let the nations be glad and sing for joy. For you judge the peoples with equity and guide the nations upon the earth. So it says, may God be gracious to us and bless us. Right? If you go a little further in there, that your way may be known on the earth. Your saving power among all the nations. Let the peoples praise you. Or another word for that would be bless you, to bless God. Um, So basically... These verses are saying, God blesses us so we can bless others so he can bless them. It's a blessing triangle. I was explained that years ago about that. Because otherwise, like I said, it just becomes selfish. Uh, to me, it seems to me at least. So, and so the crux of this on our, our job on this earth, well, when we're saved, if that's all it was to it, then shouldn't we just die, go to heaven? Right? All right? I'm saved, you know, go to wherever and euthanize me and send me off. Um, No, no, we're here to do a job now, right? And in the end, it's to glorify God, right? So he wants us to praise, worship, and glorify God. And um, I think it was said earlier that the best form of worship is obedience. And as I said, I know we don't like that word as a even if we don't want to admit it, we don't like the word obedience. We don't want to obey somebody. Um, going back to that original verse here, abide in me, and my word will abide in you. And ask anything in my name, and it shall be done. <clears throat> um, but there was actually, hang on a second, just bear with me for one moment. Hold that. And then the next verse after that, by this my Father is glorified that you bear much fruit and so prove to be my disciples. So it almost sounds like we'll do anything, you know, I'll do anything in your, you know, asking and I'll do anything in my name, right? So it, it sounds like at point, that point there you can just ask and do whatever. But I think it's taking us towards a biblical question, like, you know, ask something biblical in my name. He doesn't say that exactly, but it does, you know, it says do that and become my disciples. So that's, um, that's the message. Um, I, going back to, again, trusting in God. You, if you trust in God, that's the first step. Trust that he's looking out for you. And he wants you to be obedient because in obedience you're going to receive blessings, and those blessings are going to bless others, and those others are going to bless him. All right, well, let's, let's pray, and uh, we'll end this. Lord, Father, um, we are just thankful that we gathered here today, that you've given us your word.
your spirit that guides us, teaches us, corrects us. Um, just your, your word in itself is amazing. All, everything about you is amazing. We're, we're just so in awe of you, Lord. And I, I pray that throughout the week you would help us, guide us, um, help us to be obedient to your word, to you, and that we would love others, that we'd love you. That's the greatest commandment is to love you, that we'd love others, our neighbors. Um, Jesus defined our neighbors as everybody, pretty much, to love everybody. That we could just really, this time of year, this season, not get caught up in the materialism of Christmas, but remember the real reason for Christmas, and that's you, Lord Jesus. We love you. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, Brad. Um, I think that verse was, the message of the cross is foolishness to those who don't believe, but to those who are being saved, it is the very power of God. Brad laid out a, a blueprint. It was so cool the way he did that. Read the word. No, pray first. Pray. Study the scripture. Rely on the Holy Spirit to lead you in obedience. And through that obedience, we receive blessing. And that blessing is shared with others. And it's just a cycle. To those who believe, it is the very power of God. It is that power of God, that very power that enables us to be obedient when we're following that blueprint. And it's that power that extends through us and is a blessing to others. It's nothing that we do. It's not us. But God uses us to be a blessing by his power. And I thought that was cool. Um, if the worship team from the nursing home would come back up, <clears throat> we're going to close with one last hymn. And I think this, this song really encapsulates what Brad was talking about. Because in order for us to follow that blueprint, it really requires us to surrender our own will, if you would, to God's plan for us, to God's desire for us um, to be obedient. Let's not be foolish like those that don't believe, but let's surrender our will to God and access that power. Please stand with us.